Hi, Lakimja. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. And particularly because we are getting to have this great and I think really important conversation about your personal board of directors and the role that mentorship and peer support is playing in your life. And I just think it's such a timely and important topic that people don't often dive into. So thank you for joining me. Of course, I've been excited to have this conversation. And so glad to see that a post on LinkedIn sparked us being here today. Absolutely. So why don't we, I'm going to come back to the post because it got comments and just so much energy and buzz, but I actually want to start with you and what you do and how you arrived here at this moment in life. What's your professional journey? What has it been so far? Oh, that's an interesting story. Not sure if we have enough time for it, but I'll share that we I started out as a youth development professional working at Groundwork, which is an organization that was started by Rich Bury. Yes. Yeah. I still have amazing friends who are now family and also a part of that board of directors who I still speak to and connect with to this day. And so that was really my foundation into the nonprofit world. And I've grown and have elevated since then. I've been a senior program director at an organization called Roads to Success. From there, I transitioned into the capacity building space where I worked at Support Center and through relationships. All organizations, yeah. Yes, yes. And so through amazing relationships that were built while at Support Center, that led me to the organization I am at now, which is Nonprofit New York, as well as Cause Effective. So I'm at two locations currently. Oh, I didn't realize that. And those are both incredible organizations in the capacity building space and in the support space. So that did not strike me as a particularly long story. It was very <laughs> rich and, <laughs> and really highlights sort of my next question, which is one of the things you shared in your original post and sort of in our back and forth is that you have navigated this sort of this professional road you've been on, mostly without a dedicated peer or mentor group, which doesn't necessarily mean without mentors, but this sort of dedicated personal board of directors. And now you have something that you call a personal board of directors. So now, why don't you tell us what you mean by that? What is a personal board of directors and what led you to share that post? What was so exciting about that realization that you now have this group? Yes, that's a really great question. Thank you. And so I was first introduced to the personal board of directors by Mary Pendergreen, who leads the Undoing Racism First Mondays meeting. And so back in 2017, I was introduced to this group and at the same time introduced to the personal board of directors. And I was just like, this is a really interesting concept. And so in my work at Support Center, I was building out programs, specifically emerging leader programs where I was like, this is an important concept to bring into this space. And so what I want to make sure exists is that before they leave this cohort program, I want them to make sure that they connect intentionally with people in this group that they can continue to connect with, to lean on that can become a part of their own personal board of directors once they transition out of the program. Because it didn't have like an alumni group or we didn't set one up at the time, but 
I was like, before you leave, make sure you're intentionally connected with some folks. And so when I talk about your personal board of directors, it's a group of people, the size for me, the number doesn't matter. Unlike a nonprofit board, that number does matter. Um, yes. <laughs> and so it is, there's people that you can connect with both directly and indirectly. So there's people that you know that's a part of this group and people that you don't necessarily know or have a personal relationship with that's also a part of the group that motivates you, that empowers you, that you can learn from, that can help you to level up in your career and in your life. It's not solely about your professional career, but it's also how it relates to how you want to live. And so when I think about your personal board of directors, it's both the people you know and the people you don't know that contribute to your growth. So I would love to dig into the difference between the know and don't know. Why both? And do they play different roles in this sort of network of support? Yes. So for me, I'm a learner and I learn through different modes. Mm-hmm. And so I think about Sheena Wright, who I do not know personally, but I know of her professionally and I've followed her career for a long time. And for me, she's been a part of my indirect board of directors for many years now. I've watched her as she's grown and has done amazing things at United Way. And now she's transitioned as a part of the mayor's deputy team. And so like just watching her and how she moves and how she leverages relationships and how she works with people. Those have been things that I have watched that I have also like worked to incorporate in my own career. And so when I talk about an indirect person who's a part of my personal board of directors, that's a great example for me. So it sounds like in both the direct and indirect board people on your board of directors, you're really talking about people in part that you are intentionally learning from and that you are intentionally drawing inspiration from. So they aren't just sort of people moving through your ecosystem or your space. You're paying attention. You're observing what works, what doesn't work. What do I want to integrate into my own way of moving through the world? And some of those people you have direct access to and some you don't. So is that why you mentioned, I wrote intentionality in my notes as you were first introducing the idea. You mentioned intentionally connecting to some other people as part of this cohort four times. (laughs) Why is intentionality so important in thinking about this idea of a personal board of directors? So for me, I think about the many barriers that people face, Black women face as we elevate within our careers. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about intentionality, I'm thinking about who are the people that can help move those barriers out of the way, what relationships can be leveraged. I think about the racial gap that still exists within the nonprofit sector as it relates to leadership. And one of the barriers is around fundraising and having that skill set as a leader. And so how do you leverage these relationships that you've built over time in an intentional way to help remove that barrier so that you're successful? in the role that you've aspired to transition into. Yeah, so it sounds like part of the intentionality is about knowing your objectives, right? What am I trying to get better at? Where am I trying to go? What am I trying to learn? And then part of the intentionality is, and who is in my ecosystem that can help me learn, grow, 
overcome this barrier, et cetera. I love that. I think intentionality, just on a personal note, is the key to pretty much everything. (laughs) When we sort of approach things with a spirit of intentionality, we get where we want to go. I don't want to emphasize faster because speed isn't always the thing, but better, right? In ways that are going to more reflect our values and how we want to be moving through the world. Intentionality, I think, is like the <laughs> the key to so much. So how did you develop your personal board of directors over time? Did you sit down and say, these are the 10 people and start cultivating relationships or did it sort of evolve organically over time and you looked around and said, oh, I have this board of directors. Like, how did this come to be? It was definitely organically over time because now that I think about it and as we're having this conversation, I think back, I started as an internet groundwork and my supervisor was one of the most amazing supervisors I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) She was thoughtful and kind and just extremely aware. And I think back to the way in which she supervised and led the team. And I'm like, those are some really great skill sets that I want to incorporate in my practice as a supervisor and a people leader. Yeah. And so that stuck with me. And we're still connected through this time, but our conversations are more like in passing, like, hey, you know, happy birthday, checking in once a year. And then I think about other relationships with folks that I currently have that are more frequent. And so those relationships happen through leadership programs. Like you had mentioned Coral earlier, and I've gone through the Institute for Nonprofit Practices program, as well as the New York Community Trust program, fellowship program. And so I think about the relationships that have been maintained over time, as well as how do we connect with each other in a way that helps both of us. Yeah get to the next level. So I think about one of my colleagues who is now an executive director and I'm super excited about it. And I made sure to celebrate her very publicly as a black woman who is a first time executive director and making sure that she has the connections that she needs in order to be successful. Now she didn't come to me and say, Hey, could you do this thing? I was just like, I see you. I know what it takes to be in this role. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to support you as much as I can to be successful. And I'm going to make sure that you have the relationships that you need outside of me in order to be successful in your role. I mean, you're really highlighting one of the things that made me so excited to have this conversation with you, which is about this idea of sustainability in our work and in our sector. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people talk about sustainability for leaders and for people doing social impact work, especially over the last few years where so much of what we've been doing has been sort of in communities that are in pain and communities that are struggling with people that are really traumatized time and time again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so often when we talk about sustainability, we talk about self-care. We talk about taking time and rethinking how we work. And those things are pillars in our sustainability. But you're Uh getting at something else that I think is really important to lift up, which is none of us can do what we do alone. Uh Yeah. So I'll share with you what sparked the post. Yes. So I met an amazing leader in this space back in 
2017, we met while I was at Support Center and she did a program at Support Center and we remained connected ever since. And we became friends. Like I went to her birthday dinner and she had recently invited me to a leadership conference at the Omega Institute. Oh, yes. It was beautiful. And I had never had like that type of experience. Mm. So it was like, she said, I have this access. I think you can benefit from this access. I want to invite you and you're going to get a scholarship to attend at no point. And so she saw something that I needed in the time that I didn't even verbalize. Yeah. And she was just like, I see you. You need this. Yeah. I'm going to provide you access. Mm-hmm. We did it. And it was so amazing to be with other women leaders in the sector, in that space together. And so because of that opportunity, it also expanded my personal board of directors in that space. Yeah. And I also was able to join other people's personal board of directors yeah. at the same time. There's a web of support right? You're talking about support in multiple directions, both sort of the intentionality with which you bring support and call into your own space, the support and the information, the skill building you need, but you're also highlighting the role that you play in providing support and saying, I see you, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's really amazing. And something that in the hustle and bustle of our work, it's really easy to think that it's secondary at best, right? Oh, I'll get around to thinking about that when I can. What has been, I guess I want to ask this question is how has realizing that you have this personal board of directors or calling it that, or really sort of understanding that you have this web of support changed how you are able to move through the world and do your work? So I like to think of myself as a master connector. (laughs) And I always say to folks, I do not keep and or hoard resources. And that also includes the people in my life solely for myself. And it's truly to be a support and a resource for others. And so when I think about my personal board of directors for myself, it's really about times where I'm either challenged by the work and I need a space to talk and or vent and be heard so that I can continue to be my best self in the workplace and how I show up. So we need to create that space to kind of let go and let God. (laughs) And sometimes that's through talking with people. (laughs) Yeah. And other times it's really about like, hey, I need to tap into you because I am working on this project at work and Here's the information. And one, I need feedback before like I propose something or are there any people in this space that I should be thinking about in terms of this work where we should collaborate together because I'm a big believer in collaboration. And so how can we make this project, this work be its best and have its best impact through collaboration. And so those are the like the different ways in which I tap into my personal board of directors for myself. And when you were first sort of curating this group, or as you are continuing to curate this group, how do you form stronger connections to the folks that maybe right now aren't the direct 
folks in your board of directors, but you would like them to be. Is that a thing or is this a framework that folks can use to say, I'd actually really like to build a stronger connection to these people in my network? Is that something you've done as part of yours? So I will share that that has been the case with like Danielle Mosley, who I feel like I have more access to. And she's definitely a force that I look to and am am happy that she's kind of in the middle between direct and indirect currently. And that's through engagement on LinkedIn. And so we are connected. We have like a first connection on LinkedIn, but like through her posts, I engage her in her post, like we communicate via LinkedIn. And so I feel as though if I was to send her a message that she would respond because of the engagement over time. I would actually love (laughs) to hear other strategies. So one of the things that I like to do in these conversations is try to give folks something concrete that they can do to operationalize what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. And I hadn't really thought about staying. I mean, I love LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, but I hadn't, for whatever reason, connected it to this, even though this is (laughs) LinkedIn is where I learned about (laughs) your personal board directors and connected with you. So I don't know Mm -hmm. why my mind didn't go there. But in addition to LinkedIn and connecting on LinkedIn, following posts, how do you recommend that folks build and stay connected to the folks in their personal board of directors? So consistency is key, right? And so you communicate. So think about it in the same way that you create like a fundraising strategy, right? You don't just go in for the ask. You make like the nine touch points before you go in for the ask, right? And so I kind of use the same framework. It's like, how do you create very intentional organic touch points over time before you make an ask or you think about the relationship piggy bank also. I like to use that. And so what deposits are you making before you make a withdrawal? And so those are the different ways in which I remain consistent and build relationships. It's just like, hey, you crossed my mind, just wanted to say, hey, and see how everything is going. Or, hey, haven't spoken to you in a while or haven't seen you post in a while. How are things going at work? Is there anything that I can do to support you? Right? Because you want to make sure it's reciprocal in your relationship. And so you want to make sure that the other parties are getting something out of it as well. Like it has to work for them also when they're a part of your direct board. That's indirect, right. you're working towards moving them over to the direct. But for the direct, you want to make sure that there's something in it for them as well. Yeah, with the indirect, you're following them, you're reading them, you're paying attention to their posts and learning. I often find that for those indirect folks, something similar to, I just read your article, it's something similar to the check-in. The intimacy isn't necessarily there. So it's more, that was a really great post, or I just read your article, or, you know, I was at the conference you were just at, and I loved what you said here. Just sort of reaching out and connecting, I think, is Uh so much easier today than it was when you and I were both (laughs) coming up. There was no LinkedIn. And one other recommendation is like, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. They are human just like you are, right? And so many people also want to be a giver and invest in the next generation of leaders. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. I love that. I wrote down relationship piggy bank. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Intentionality. They're great gems here. So to close us out, what advice do you have for folks who really want to be able to say, I have this great personal board of directors? Where do they start to get there? 
So I would say the first thing is just sitting and reflecting, mm-hmm. like who is currently in your sphere of influence mm-hmm. in your life that exists both in where you want to be in your career and where you want to be overall in life. Who are these people that you have access to? Make your list and think about the ways in which you either want or need to shift the relationship to get them to the place of being on your board. I love that. Intentionality. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's a great starting point. And then even for the, this is something that I share with folks like when I'm coaching. And so for the folks that you don't have access to, see who is in career spaces that you admire, that you want to get to aspirationally Mm -hmm. and start to follow them. And then see if there's an opportunity where you both are in the same spaces together, where your follow could then turn into an actual connection because not everyone will connect with you initially. Mm -hmm. And so move that follow to a connection Mm -hmm. and then figure out ways to organically engage with the person so that you can eventually transition them from an indirect contact to an actual direct contact where you have more greater access to them. That's a great three-step process. This was really, really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. As you know, have been really looking forward to this conversation for quite some time. For those of you listening, the original post about the personal board of directors, I think the thing that struck me was it was just so authentically happy about having this network and this support. And I just read it and thought, this is, everybody should feel this way, should feel this supported, should be able to look around and say, I am not going through this by myself. And I just, I was like, you, to be able to share that with folks, I thought was really important. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. And for so long, I said, I wish I had a me for me. And now I do. And so my hope is that you have a you for you. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. Have a great day. 